0: I'm so glad you're here. Welcome back to the podcast. Oh, before we get into this wonderful episode about job stability and what the heck that has to do with your happiness, I want to introduce to you my new favorite way to communicate via text message. So if you want exclusive updates, knowing when the podcast is coming out, teasers for the episode, monthly motivation, tips and tricks towards feeling your best, shoot me over a little message. Text B, the letter B, KIND, K-I-N-D, to 555-888, and you will receive all of the goodness every single month. I promise you, you will only receive feel-good vibes and monthly reminders of how freaking awesome you are. Cool? Be kind to 555-888, and you'll be feeling good in your inbox in no time. All right, let's get into the episode. Hello. Welcome back to the Positively Real Podcast. I'm thinking of a different word because I think at the beginning of every episode, I say, I'm so excited. (laughs) And I really am, but I'm going to use stoked. There we go. There's a different word. I'm stoked that doesn't sound like me. I'm just really excited for our guest today, Matt. He's been incredibly patient as I've been trying to like get even more techie with this, but I went back to basics. So welcome to the podcast, Matt.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be on this today. I've never been on a podcast before and I listen to them all the time. So I've always wanted to be on one. So I'm excited to to finally do it today.
0: Uh, I know that is definitely something that we've bonded over our podcast. We send each other podcasts back and forth all the time. And a little backstory of how I know Matt. I mean, we both were Lululemon ambassadors and we bonded over that because we had an interesting experience. And (laughs) and, um, But even past that, Matt used to come to my spin class with now his beautiful wife Breezy and I used to work with Breezy and actually like way back in the day when I first started working at Lululemon and they were coming to class together and I was like there's something going on and it was always like no we're just friends and it was like no you don't just like come to a spin class if you're just friends. And sure enough, lo and behold, now they're married. They have a beautiful family and adore a little baby girl. So that's how I know you. It's just so funny to think. We like had a competition of how many classes you were going to and how many CrossFit classes. Oh, yeah. And I think it was like 10 to (laughs) 1. I went to one CrossFit class and I couldn't walk for a week. So I never went back pretty much.
1: Yeah, it'll tend to do that. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's my little backstory. We have a little mastermind too with other Lulu ambassadors. Shout out Sarah and Mike. We get together and just chat about life and business and how we can support each other, which is awesome. So that's kind of how our friendship has blossomed. So welcome to the show, and I want to give you a chance to introduce yourself.
1: Awesome. Well, um, geez, where do I start? Um, <laughs> that's always
0: such a tough question. I
1: know. Um I grown up in Arizona pretty much my whole life. Uh, Went to school in Scottsdale, graduated from ASU. Um, After that, didn't really want to use my degree. Uh, So I tell people I went to school to find out what I don't want to do with my life. Uh, So um, after that, I uh, was doing CrossFit uh, just as a member and uh, I kind of fell into running one uh, through that was at the time through Scottsdale Healthcare. It was a community outreach uh, program that they had set up through their community health division. And after coaching there for a bit of time and running my club basketball program, I kind of fell into running the CrossFit uh, program that Scottsdale Healthcare had set up. And through that, um, they affiliated, which most people now know as Honor Health. Um, That was an affiliation between Scotts of Healthcare and John C. Lincoln. Um, uh, Through that affiliation, they had to cut the CrossFit program from there, um, had to rebrand the name and kind of open up on my own and uh, start it um, away from you know, a big hospital system. So it was, it was definitely a scary jump, but uh, it was necessary and had to happen.
0: Huh. That is so I didn't actually know that that's how Camelback CrossFit came to be. Uh, what you said resonates with me so much, because I went to school for a teaching degree, and I kind of figured out that that wasn't for me also. But there tends to be a fear that comes along with that. I knew I had the fear of looking bad because I spent all this time in school to become a teacher. I taught for a year and I knew it was not for me. And I remember having a moment of being like, oh my God, I don't see myself doing this. Like, what am I supposed to do? And very similar parallel stories there about just not wanting to do something. What did you have? Like, how did you figure that out that your degree was not for you? Did you go into it or just kind of shifted?
1: No, as I was finishing up my degree, I was, um, a lot of people that I was going to class with, uh, they were kind of starting to do internships and looking into job roles. And I started to find out that they were mostly like city government jobs where you sit in an office Mm -hmm. and it just wasn't my style. Mm -hmm. And the cool thing is though, that kind of to your point, even though you're not technically using your degree for your work field, all of the things that you learn mm-hmm. along the way they start to help you out in things that you do moving forward. Mm-hmm. Perfect example: you teaching tells you, teaches you how to approach you know different types of people and learning learning situations and teaching situations um, on a personal level. Mm-hmm. For me, my degree was in urban planning, so a lot of the stuff that I learned was very helpful in finding a new building and a lease for the new space for Camelback. So a lot of that stuff kind of rolled over into the things that I was doing afterwards. Mm-hmm. So um, while I'm not technically using my degree, using a lot of the tools that I learned along the way. So it's definitely definitely helpful. Like it I don't feel like it was, you know, a wasted you know, a wasted dollar going, going to school and learning those things.
0: That's awesome. I, I completely, now I see it like that. It took me a while to kind of get past that fear of looking bad and um, not actually using my direct degree, but yeah, there's so many skills that I acquired that I could, that I've been using ever since. What would you tell someone that is kind of having that struggle with like not using their degree or they're, they're in a job that it has, you know, their degree title with it and they're just miserable.
1: Um, I would say, um, you know, if you're not, um, if you're not happy in your job role with, you know, what your degree has been in, um, there's so many ways that you can become, you know, less one dimensional. And that was a big thing that I learned along the way at, uh, while I was at Camelback and it's, <clears throat> it's definitely something that you have to start to look at as industries and, um, you know, job environments start to change. They're, they're changing so fast now with technology and automation that you can't be one-dimensional because things are changing so fast mm-hmm. now. So that was, for me, kind of an eye-opening experience was, you know, t- telling myself I can't be one-dimensional and just be a CrossFit coach or a mm-hmm. CrossFit gym owner. Like, I need to be able to develop another skill or another um, uh You know, trait that makes me more valuable outside of just CrossFit. Because if CrossFit was to become a fad, what would I do Mm -hmm. after that? Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of when I started picking up a new skill and trait that started out as a hobby and um, is actually my main business now. Mm. So,
0: I that is something that I have always admired about you is you see that, like that, not having one dimensional. I remember you reached out to me one day and you were like, you had to do that. Like you like saw something within me. Do you remember that? Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 And I, I was like, what do you mean? Like, I just, I'm just teaching spin. Like, I just had no idea. Like you basically are like, you need to start your own business is what you had saw in me. And I was like, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I just, I just, I just saw that you had such a, you had such a strong brand within your own name that I noticed from, from people, like it was, you know, everybody was like, Hey, did you sign up for Brittany's class? Like it was always people signing up for, for your class. Like you had your own following. And I was like, you gotta like, you gotta, you gotta capitalize on that. (laughs)
0: I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about friend. Um, but that's something that is like a really amazing trait to not just be tunnel vision on something, because it is true. Like you hear, like you have to focus on one thing, which I do believe like, if you know, can't give 10% to a bunch of little things, but then on the other side of it is not being one dimensional. And I love that you said that. So how do you not be one dimensional?
1: Um, I think you have to, you have to find something that you really enjoy and that you may be passionate about. So It kind of goes back to the, you know, the question you can ask people, if you never had to work a day in your life, like, what would you do? Mm. Like, and money wasn't an object. Mm. And you answer that question for yourself. And from there, you figure out, okay, how can I turn that um, from a hobby into maybe a part time, part time gig? And because you can't, you can't. If if you can't step away from your main role and your main jobs like income source right away, um, dedicate a little bit of time to that on the side. Because um, as much as we all feel like we never have enough time for everything, it's like. If you actually like map out your days mm-hmm. and your weeks, you have a lot of time that you don't realize. Mm-hmm. So um, that's um, that's what I would say is find something that you're passionate about and something that you you know would do if you didn't have to work a day in your life and money wasn't an object mm-hmm. and and start to figure out how you can turn that into you know an actual you know business
0: mm-hmm. definitely. Um, and what happens if you feel like you? like, you want to do something like that, but you're a little bit, you know, you're afraid of the unknown, or you're really comfortable in your little comfy blanket security zone with the comfy paycheck and all of that? Like, how does one take that? How does one take that leap?
1: So there's, there's a couple different things that I believe you have to really answer, you know, answer for yourself is, um, have you had enough of you know, the day-to-day grind that you're in, that you're so unhappy that, um, you know, you're like, Hey, I have to, I got to go do something else. All right. So you're what kind of, once you reach that breaking point of, you know, that's to me, that's one, that's kind of like when I knew, Mm. and then also, um, there's, there's also never a perfect time Mm. for anything. Like, (laughs) like the, there's always going to be something that comes up and there's always going to be that, you know, that bump in the road that, you know, may tell you that, you know, this is something I I can try next year or the year after that, or, you know, in five years, I'll do this. Like, and you don't know where you're going to be in five years and in five years, you might not even enjoy that, that thing that you're passionate about now. Mm -hmm. So to me, there's, there's never, you know, there's never a perfect time. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's, you just got to take that leap.
0: (laughs) I feel like you are like, our story is so parallel in so many ways. Both of the things that you just said, like nailed it for my experience. I had something very similar happen. I hit my ceiling and I had nowhere to go. My head was poking out and I didn't know what to do. And I felt very one dimensional. And again, I, I started a side business and I was coaching, but I was still half in half out. And what you just said about like, there's never a right time there definitely isn't. And I decided that the best time to take the leap was right before my wedding. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't, I I didn't talk to anybody. I just like I had a conversation and it was like, Oh, this is actually happening. And it was scary. But what you just said is so true. There's never a right time. Like I, I like to say someday it's not a day of the week, Uh, but it took me like two years to get there. And how long did it take you to kind of figure out where like you hit your ceiling and then what was next? Like, did something, did you have one of those like, ah, like aha moments or like what was going on?
1: Uh, I would say the same thing. It took a couple of years, you know, for you to get to that point where you've built, you, cause you got to also build up the courage. You mm-hmm. got to build up the, um, you know, the self-talk that, mm-hmm. Hey, like if I do this, everything's going to be okay. Like, um, you know, I'll I'll be successful at you know whatever I do outside of that. So um, it was definitely it definitely takes a couple years to kind of build mm. up the courage and um, and also like having a little bit of a plan too. Mm. You know, and it takes it takes a little bit of you know vision to understand. Okay, when I step away from you know my you know my normal day to day job that I'm doing now. What do my days look like after that yeah. so there's a little bit of vision and planning other than just like you know shooting from the hip because <laughs> you're like yeah. I'm out peace so uh, you do you do have to you do have to vision it a little bit and um, but <clears throat> yeah I would say I would say definitely you know it took a couple of years to kind of build up the courage to you know tell tell myself that hey you know I I gotta move on. I'm not, I'm not growing, you know, where I'm at. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the pain of not growing is a lot worse than the pain of, you know, what I might, mm-hmm. what I might do as a failure after that. So, um, that's, you know, you have to kind of weigh that, weigh those things and say, you know, you know, is, is it more painful to just keep doing what I'm doing or, you know, Or is the potential for failure more painful? Mm -hmm. So,
0: Well, and I'm glad that you brought that up. Let's talk about failure. We live in a society that failure is not necessarily welcome. Or maybe it's shifting because I definitely think there's more talk around it. But growing up, like traditional schooling doesn't teach you to fail, right? It's achieve, 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 or you're going to get held back or this or that. Like everyone's so scared of failure. But something that I've learned as I've started my own business is there's no such thing as failure. It's only feedback of something that doesn't work however many times until you get it right. Um, and what have you learned about that through owning a business and transitioning and all of that? Like, what would you say something like a failure or a mistake or something that you made that you actually got stronger from and got feedback from, and then use that to apply it and, and what's next for you?
1: Yeah, I would say um, definitely the, um, with failure, the, uh, you have to you have to always look at it as not as failure but as a learning lesson like mm-hmm. you said it's it's more of a learning lesson and mm-hmm. an experience and the best ones are the ones that don't set you back cuz you can fail and not be set back financially emotionally mm-hmm. um and it's all it all depends on how you look at it mm-hmm. it's um you know if you if you look at it as a failure and you let it drag you down mm-hmm then that's exactly what it's going to do. Yeah. But if you look at it as a learning experience and saying, hey, this, this is valuable because I know next time how to approach the situation or how to handle that situation. And you know not to, how not to make that mistake again. Mm-hmm. So- um,
0: Do you have an example of something?
1: Oh, geez. Um,
0: <laughs> Put you on the spot.
1: I know you did. <laughs> um, I would say- <clears throat> man, that's, that's tough. Um, because there's been, there's been plenty. Um, (laughs) I would say moving forward, I know how I want a business to be set up Mm. and how the structure of it. Um, and you know, I, I would say I also know, In ways that I could be, you know, if I were to, if I were to set up a business as a partnership again, I now know the ways that in which I could be a better partner Mm -hmm. and also, um, how to choose partners differently Mm -hmm. also. Um, and, um, also setting up your, your expectations Mm -hmm. have to all be set up and aligned not just from day one, but futuristically too, you know, Mm -hmm. where do we, where do you see yourself and also where do your partners see themselves um, futuristically? Mm -hmm. Um, Because I would say that's definitely um, one thing that um, kind of hindered the partnership that I was in Mm -hmm. was um, we all just had different expectations Mm -hmm. on where we saw ourselves uh, at certain points you know mm-hmm. in the beginning of, of starting a business with partners everybody's excited everybody's all on the same page the whole idea is to grow the business mm-hmm. and for it to be successful like everybody's on the same page there you get to a certain point when the business is matured it's thriving it's doing well and then people's visions start to not align anymore and the expectations start to differ and you just have to make sure that from the beginning that you guys, are all on the same page Mm -hmm. with expectations and vision down the road Mm -hmm. because it changes
0: Mm
1: -hmm. a lot quicker than you know. Uh And Uh um, so, you know, uh, I would say definitely I I know now moving forward that if I were to do a partnership again, that that is something that would have to be a clear understanding Mm -hmm. for all of us from the beginning.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what a big lesson, but it's amazing. Cause you can apply that, not just in business. You can apply that to all areas yeah. of life of just being aligned with friends, family, all of that is just being on the same page and being able to communicate it. Yeah. Uh, so what does this all have to do with happiness then?
1: Well, <laughs> I would say <clears throat> job security and, you know, the safety blanket of, you know, having that consistent paycheck um knowing that you know you have this job security it doesn't equate to happiness mm-hmm. it just it doesn't um you know i i had i had job security i had you know a good paycheck like i had you know i was owner in a thriving business but like i just wasn't happy you mm-hmm. know and um it's nobody's fault but my own that you know i you know I went into uh, a business and a partnership and I had different expectations than, you know, maybe my partners did and it's nobody's fault, but um, I just got to a place where I was unhappy because I wasn't, you know, growing in my role anymore. Mm -hmm. And um, I was, I'm now more happy, you know, being able to control kind of my destiny and my Mm -hmm. own success And it's all dependent on me, you know, and so I can't, I can't blame anybody if, if I fail, or if I succeed, like, I can't blame anybody. Mm -hmm. And I love the feeling of that, of, Mm -hmm. you know, being able to say, hey, if I look in the mirror, and I'm failing, like, I can't blame anybody. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's a very, Mm -hmm. like, reassuring feeling is, you know, um, knowing that it's like, it's on me now. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I like that. I like the, I like the uncertainty of it. I like the scariness of it and the adventure of it. So um, that like, that fuels me and it like makes me happy. So, and it, you know, what's funny too, is like um, an interesting telltale sign of that is since I've transitioned, it's <laughs> is kind of a funny story. Um, Breezy said that ever since I transitioned, I don't snore at night anymore. No way. And I think... I think it's just a, like a stress and a like weight that's like been lifted off of me. And yeah, I haven't, I haven't snored ever since I transitioned wow. into like my own, my own business now. Yeah. <laughs> that
0: is incredibly fascinating. Yeah. And I mean, that <laughs> ma- it makes sense for yeah. sure. Especially stress related and yeah. what a shift that is. And it's, I think the best is when, that shift happens and the people in your life notice. Yeah. You know, and oh, yeah. you don't notice it when you're in it and then when someone's like you are so much happier or whatever it's like, yeah, because this whole weight has been lifted and I mean, I'm sitting over here dancing as you're saying because <laughs> I could not agree more with everything that you just said. I feel the same exact way of just when it's all on your shoulders, there is this, you know, it's it's this responsibility. Yeah. You take personal responsibility for anything and all things in your life, every choice that you make, it like has this, like, that's how, honestly, that's how you find your happiness in the moment. Cause it's, everything is a choice. And so when you are making the choices and you look in the mirror and it's all on you, it's, it is, it's, 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 un, it's like the nerves that come with it are an excitement. You know, it's definitely like every day, it's kind of like a new adventure. <laughs> like, yeah. What am I going <laughs> to, what yeah. am I going to get done today? <laughs> I love all of that. I love that all so much. So what advice do you have for someone that might be listening and being like, oh man, like I, this is speaking to me. And they're in that stage of there's something else out there, you know, or, or they they have been something they're working on, but they're afraid. Like what what advice do you give someone that is in that that stage, moment? I don't know.
1: Um, I would say definitely start to <clears throat> figure out first how you can be one figure out how you can not be one-dimensional. Even if you're happy with what you're doing and you're happy in your current state, that can always change Mm -hmm. and industries change. um, The times change, people's interests change. And so the more you can be not one-dimensional, the, the A, the happier you'll be. And the more security you'll have, you know, as a professional, uh, so I would say uh, starting to kind of figure out, hey, you know, what do I enjoy doing? You know, do I enjoy mountain biking? All right, if you enjoy mountain biking, how can you how can you start your own mountain biking brand mm-hmm. that um, that you that you just like to represent and wear yourself, and then maybe it catches fire mm-hmm. and you start to promote that, and you know, maybe that one day that becomes your career and your business. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely finding, you know, that uh, that that passion outside of your, your job role and figuring out how you can morph it into a business. Mm. Uh, The next thing I would say is if you're currently unhappy with what you're doing and you have something that you maybe kind of have as like a passion or a hobby in a business and it's kind of doing okay, you still have all the experience from your, from your previous job role. And that that holds weight. So if you take that leap to start your your new your new startup that mm-hmm. you have as, you know, kind of a a passion brand or a side hustle, um, give it a shot. You know, there's the clock's ticking no matter what. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, one year, two years from now, not much is going to be different, mm-hmm. you know, so. Uh, there's never that perfect time so take that leap mm-hmm. and just know that your previous experience can always get you that you mm-hmm. can always go back to that job again you know or that or maybe it's maybe it's not the same company but you have that experience mm-hmm. so um it's still on your resume it doesn't go away so you, you there's always a fallback mm-hmm. you know and i would say you got to you got to just take that leap mm-hmm. you know it's Never a perfect time.
0: Yeah, never a perfect time, especially right before your wedding. Yeah. Um, So, what if someone's listening that you know? I mean, it's funny because I remember specifically like two years ago being like, I would never start a business. Like, I was very adamant that I just didn't have the skill set, and obviously, that's changed. But what about someone that's like, I don't want, like, I don't know if I want a side hustle or I want to do, you know, like, I don't know if that's my. That i'm interested in that but i am still hitting my head on the ceiling and i don't know what else to do is there something that you can apply from that that you could transfer if you're not necessarily wanting to start your own business
1: um yeah and i think a lot of that comes from to uh, a lot of it comes from to like your surroundings and mm, okay. and the people that you associate with mm-hmm. a lot of my best all of my best friends that i can name they're all entrepreneurs they all own their own businesses or own multiple businesses or do other things. My parents are both like entrepreneurs. They both started their own business. So it really depends too on who you associate with and who your surroundings are. Because if, if you don't see the happiness and the joy that those things can bring of being an entrepreneur and being your own business owner, if you don't see the like the flexibility and the excitement and, happiness that those things bring, you don't know that that's there. you don't know that it's out there. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it depends on you know who you associate with and um, if you think that you don't want to be a business owner that's not your jam like I would say go to go to a conference that is solely based for entrepreneurs or go to a meetup that is entrepreneur based mm-hmm. or a job fair that's all entrepreneur based. Mm-hmm. And get into, you know, contact and surrounding with those people and somebody or something might Mm -hmm. spark or excite you with that. Mm -hmm. So I think if you, if you're sitting there telling yourself, I don't want to own my own business. I don't want to do this. It's like, well, why do you say, why do you think that? And how can you change your mind on that? You know, Mm -hmm. because, um, you know, there's, it's a lot of work, but it's also a lot of fun and a lot of excitement. So I think getting yourself into it and injecting yourself into, you know, entrepreneur life, Mm -hmm. you'll start to really like enjoy it. So Mm -hmm. I would say just, just getting in there, you know, getting in, in the mix of it.
0: Totally. I think that, I mean, it's, it's kind of similar to what happened with me was just surrounding myself with people like that and just turning it into like, why, like, why not? Yeah. Like, who knows? And who like who knows what's gonna come of it? I have a client who loves uh, knitting, and she's looking for a little bit more like fulfillment, and, and brings her so much passion. I was like, start an Etsy shop. Like yeah. you get to use that, and it's just something like so simple as that. It doesn't have to be some like big monstrous business, but if it is something that you're passionate about, you could definitely turn that into some sort of passion project or second source of income. So that's awesome advice. love yeah. That. So speaking of business what is this new business venture that you're on
1: uh so the new business that i am uh kind of running with now is called catch all promo so we do um all custom embellishment of you know branding for let's say you you know let's say you want to get a bunch of t-shirts with your branding your naming on it so i do all the printing embroidery um you know laser etching um kind of anything and everything that is branding. So uh, the cool thing is um, when I was at Camelback CrossFit and I was doing, uh, I was in there, I noticed like how much we were spending, um, you know, to get those things done and outsource. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, if I could just figure out how to do that myself.
0: That's how it starts.
1: Like. We would all profit from that, like the gym would profit from it. I would profit from it, and like we would all we would all be winning so and also, I wanted to do kind of one offs too, mm-hmm. which you know understandably a lot of print shops don't want to do one offs because there's that's there's no money in it right. you know, so I wanted to be able to try things that you know new styles, new logos, new looks, and Not have to run a hundred of them to find out that nobody wants it. (laughs) So that was really kind of where it started. And I I wanted to start making like one off designs. And if they caught fire, then put them in big production. If not, then throw it in my trunk. Like (laughs) after the drawing board, (laughs) (laughs) it's like a a landscaping hat at that point for me. (laughs) So, uh, so yeah, that was like that was kind of how that started. Um, and yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of what I'm running with now. And cool. it's, it's so fun because every project is so different and yeah. has every project has its own challenges. And um, so I'm, I'm learning a lot and I'm also having a lot of fun with it. Oh,
0: I love that. Yeah. So cool. And it makes sense that your parents are entrepreneurs. Like this is just, that's what I've always kind of seen you as. You're just always like this idea guy. Yeah. Like what can I do next, which is really, really cool. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I always like to leave the listeners with an action step that they can take today towards their happiness and job fulfillment and all of everything that we've talked about today. Do you have an action step that they could share with listeners?
1: Yeah, so I think um, a pretty cool thing to do is, and I actually did this with my 2 stepsons. shout out Coulter and Crew. Um, <laughs> I had them start writing lists of things that they enjoy doing. Mm. And I think by making a list and you, when you put it down on paper, it becomes so much more real Mm -hmm. because when you start to think of things in your head, they get lost in two seconds. Like they're here, they're gone in one second. Mm -hmm. Um, So even as simple as like getting like a small whiteboard and hanging it up like in a bedroom or in a place in your house or attaching it on your fridge um, or even just getting a list and setting it on your counter and just leaving it there. And each day, like just kind of like go back to that and say, Hey, like, you know, what's something I enjoy doing, Write write those things down that you enjoy doing. Um, and then you can from there start, start kind of, you know, branching out. Um, what, what are some businesses that are in business that do those things? Mm-hmm. You know, um, if I enjoy swimming, you know, what are some swim businesses out mm-hmm. there and what are they, what are they doing to, you know, make that a business. Mm -hmm. And so it's really just kind of like, brainstorming and mind dumping Mm -hmm. on like a paper Mm -hmm. of things that you enjoy. And the ones that you find yourself gravitating back to, like start to find ways in which you can make that into like a business, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's all I think it's always the ones that you gravitate back towards Mm -hmm. are the ones that are like kind of calling you. Mm -hmm. So um it's you got to put it on paper Mm -hmm. like you got to put it down so that it's there and it's not here and gone Mm. you know two seconds in your in your mind
0: awesome i love that so much and then you can just tell when you gravitate towards something like your inner being knows it's like there's a lot of noise going on there's a lot of shoulds and what other people are doing in comparison but when you put it down on paper there's a reason something that i like to do at the end of the day is like what's one thing I did that was fun for myself, like just for me? And if it's like consistently the same thing, there's typically something to that. Um, Yeah, thank you. That's a great action step. Absolutely, for sure. So you can write it down. You want to take it a step further, tag me, tag Matt, so we can cheer on whatever it is that you're passionate about. So uh, last two things. I always like to ask uh, my guests what their superpower is. The name of this podcast, Positively Real, came from asking my friends and family what my superpower was and everybody came back, same answer was positivity and that's when I really started to realize like that's a superpower, okay. So I always wanna know like if if I was to survey your friends and family, what would they say your superpower is? I would
1: say, <clears throat> I would say they would say my superpower is probably generosity. Mm. Um, I think that, <clears throat> generosity can go such a long way and you know just being nice to people is like holds so much weight and so I always try to find you know and not it's I don't even do these things it's not for like a personal benefit Mm -hmm. um for me what makes me feel good is not when things benefit me it's like when I can help somebody else or if I can propel somebody else forward like that that lights me up more mm-hmm. than like somebody like benefiting me in some way. Mm-hmm. So um, I would say generosity definitely feels me like mm-hmm. that makes me feel good when I can help somebody else or in any way, shape
0: or form. I, I would yeah. definitely agree with that. That's yeah. a great superpower. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, this was so wonderful. Thank you so much for your time and sharing and being so open about, your past experience, where can people find you?
1: Um, you can find me on Instagram, obviously Instagram. Matt M Rhodes, uh, with the little at sign at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I never, I've never really shouted out my Instagram. Yeah, I know, so um, so and weird. then also uh, catch all promo is catch underscore all underscore promo. Uh, also on Instagram. And if you, want, if you want any gear done, you can email me, info at catchallpromo.com. Um you can find all that stuff on the website also. I'll uh, put it in the show notes too. Cool, yeah. perfect. Easy access. Yes. Yeah. Show notes I show like notes, that. Show notes, yeah. That's so official. <laughs> that's I know. so official. It's Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I just have one more question just because you are such an entrepreneur and you have this like business mindset and I love, you know, in our mastermind meetings you just have such great business insight. Do you have a book that's like been your business bible that someone could pick up if they're interested?
1: Oh wow, that's that's a that's a really good question. I'm, <clears throat> I love uh, I love like self help books and professional development books. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say my two favorite books that I can think of are Chop Wood, Carry Water. Okay, that's a big favorite of mine. Okay. And then also, uh, it's slipping my mind right now. That's a Ryan Holiday book.
0: So the first book was, which Trop- one?
1: Chop Wood, Carry Water. Okay. And the second one is The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. I think I've listened to that book five or six times on audio. Mm. It is amazing. Awesome. Anytime you ever feel like you're in a rut or you're going through like a speed bump or a kind of a tough time, mm. I always revert back to that book mm. and it pulls me right out of it. Awesome. So yeah, The Obstacle is the Way. That's, that's my favorite
0: book. Love that! Thank yeah. you, and I also love those books. I'm I'm gonna download that one right now.
1: Yeah, that's a good. Like, that's, it's nice to have a, that in
0: your your back pocket.
1: That's a great one.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you again so much. Just your yep. first podcast. Yes, first you did podcast. amazing. Yes. Nice job. Pod, All right,
1: podcast cherry pop. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> <Just. laughs> well, wow, that's so exciting. Well, thank you again so much. Thank you for yeah, listening, everybody out there in the podcast land. Uh, Again, this will all be in the show notes. So if you enjoyed this episode, show us some love and let us know what you're passionate about so we can cheer you on. All right. Until next time. Well, did Matt deliver? Absolutely. Wow. I just love having these conversations because they're so aligned with how I feel. I sometimes have I'm like bouncing in my seat with excitement because I can completely relate and resonate with what he was saying today. was just so, so amazing. I hope you got something out of it. Even if you're not looking to be an entrepreneur, you're not looking to start your own side hustle. There's definitely a lot of tangible things that you can do today that could start making you feel better about where you're at in your career and that maybe you might have it all and it might not be what you're looking for. I know that personally, I had that experience. I had everything I could have ever wanted. I created my dream job, my dream schedule, and it just wasn't it for me. So just know you're not alone and it's okay. You'll figure it out. You don't have to figure it out right now, but you can take some small, tiny steps to figure it out by writing down what you're interested in. I always like to ask my clients, what's making you feel most alive right now? Typically leaning into that can find you that answer. So. If you liked this episode, tag us on Instagram. I want to know your thoughts. I want to know your feedback. Please share with me. Uh, And yeah, if you do that action step, post it. I want to know, what are you passionate about? What can I cheer you on? What can I help and support you with? All right, that's it. So until next time, love yourself, own your happiness, and let your light shine because you are so worthy of it. I hope you have a positively real rest of your day and I'll chat with you soon.